Welcome to Practically Perfect, the podcast all about cats. Stay tuned to learn about cat behavior, tips and tricks for cat owners, community cat information, and much more. Here's your host, Carrie Poppins. Welcome to another episode of Practically Perfect. I'm your host, Carrie Poppins, and today my guest is Miss Christy Rojero, and she is the project manager of the Jackson Galaxy Project at greatergood.org. Welcome, Christy. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm really excited to have you on. Uh, So Christy and I have known each other for almost three years now. We actually met kind of by a fluke. I was at one of Jackson's events, um, one of his speaking engagements here in Phoenix, and he was doing a book signing after, and the lady that was running around getting, like, jotting down our names for what he would write in the book came around and told everybody, okay, just tell me your first name, and I told her, I was like, okay, I know the rules. I know you told me, like, I can only have my first name, but can you please just write down Carrie Poppins? And I spelled it out for her, and she kind of gave me this look like, okay, crazy lady, he's not going to do that. And I'm like, it's fine if he doesn't. Like, I'm not going to be mad if he just puts to carry or whatever. Um, And then she wrote it down, and so I take my little sticky note up and give it to this nice lady who's standing next to him, get my picture taken. Um, And then this nice lady, who happened to be Christy, looks at the sticky note and your face was just like everybody else's face. Um, <laughs> what? Car- Carrie Poppins? Like, <laughs> you know, so <laughs> double take of, did I, I have to say this out loud to pronounce it right. Um, and then I just remember, you know, you asked me what I do. And then we just got in the conversation about how I'm in the feline behavior world. And, um, you know, that was kind of like the end of the conversation. Like I got my picture, got my book signed. And then a couple days later, I got a website inquiry and it was you. I didn't (laughs) even give you my card. You just remembered my name. (laughs) How could I forget? It was amazing. (laughs) I'm pretty sure I had like a Disney freak out moment when I saw it. (laughs) I remember being so impressed because I was like, oh my God. Like she just remembered my name. I was like, did she save my sticky note? I did. I, I literally did. I still have it to this day. Oh, that's <laughs> I really do. <laughs> so, so yeah. So then you reached out to me and that's how I became a trainer mentor for the Cat Positive program with Jackson Galaxy Project and greatergood.org. So thank you, Christy, for adding that element to my career. <laughs> thank you for attending the event. <laughs> meet you. Yeah. So yeah, so you literally you kind of changed my life. Oh well. <laughs> <laughs> and now because of that too, so obviously, you know, working on the project and everything like that, it's it's really cool to like have my name associated with Jackson Galaxy Project and greatergood.org. But I think the more important thing, like everybody hears, you know, oh you're a trainer mentor, you work with Jackson Galaxy, they get so excited about that. Right. Where I'm like, no, like it's about the cat positive program and the cats and the shelters and what we do with that. So that's what we're going to talk about today All right. is this magical program called Cat Positive. 
that we all have grown to love and adore over the past couple of years. Yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> so tell me what what is kind of the basis of the program? So um, I guess I'll start with a little bit of backstory. Um, so the Jackson Galaxy project started out as the Jackson Galaxy Foundation um, back in, uh, I guess, around like 2014 or so. Um, I joined, I think, in 2015. And Jackson, um, out of the blue one day, said, I really want to start a cat training program in shelters. Make it happen. <laughs> and <laughs> so it was more or Go. less. <laughs> um, but we um, we basically sat down with several you know experts in the cat behavior field um, particularly Miranda Workman, um, and developed a curriculum based on positive reinforcement training for cats. Um, and it's not to say that, that this wasn't already being done in shelters in some places and that cat training didn't already happen with tons of people doing clicker training, but we wanted to do it in a very particularly structured way, offering it as, you know, an educational course that people could go through, that they could, you know, say, yes, I've been through this particular positive reinforcement training so that they could then teach it to other shelters and other rescues and other people. Um, so we, we went into it with the idea that we would try to prove that training cats with positive reinforcement training could dramatically increase the number of adoptions that were happening in shelters. That's what we were going in. It was our focus. And as we were going through the first semester of the program, we started realizing that, oh yeah, cats were getting adopted. It was amazing. But the the biggest impact that we were having was on the cats who were really, really shy or were nervous or were shut down even in the shelter environment, or in some cases were just really bored in mm -hmm. the shelter environment. Um, and we found that we were spending a lot of extra time with them and that the transformations that we were seeing where we were taking these cats who were super shy and shut down and hiding in the back corner of their cage and, and never making eye contact with staff or potential adopters, we were turning them around and getting them to come to the front of the cage and make willing contact with a human being, um, even soliciting attention. And so over the next couple of years, we sort of change the focus of the program to say, yeah, adoptions are going to happen. And for the cats who are, maybe they're just a little bored. Maybe they're just having a little bit of anxiety. We're going to work with them. We're going to do positive reinforcement behavior training. We're going to teach them high fives. We're going to teach them to sit on cue. We're going to teach them to jump through a hoop or run an agility course, something like that. Mm -hmm. But for the cats who are the most impacted negatively by being in a shelter environment, we're gonna really, really hone in on that and try to develop a program that that will save their lives. And that's what we've really been doing. And, and when we brought you on board as a trainer mentor, it was to be part of this advanced behavior modification aspect of the program, which we call Cat Positive Pro. Um, and we only invite a certain number of shelters each year to that program. It's very, very intensive. Um, but when shelters come out of it on the other end of the program, they, they have incredible tools to save the lives of the cats that are in their care. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's definitely an amazing program for both the humans and the cats and the trainers and, you know, everybody involved. Do you, have you found a lot of questioning about, can you really train cats? 
Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it's, it's really kind of funny to see how many people have no idea that it's possible. I mean, and honestly, I'll fully admit that I was one of those people in the beginning. I was like, really, we're going to do this because <laughs> my cats do, do not listen to me. Um, but you know, it didn't take long before I had the same kind of, oh my gosh, moment, you know, when you realize that a cat is understanding something where you can just sort of pun kind of intended, you see something click in their mind yeah. when you're doing positive reinforcement clicker training, that they get it. They get that, you know, if they do this, they get this positive reinforcer, they get that treat or they get that pet or they get that toy. And it's, it's magical to see that. And it's also magical to see the humans that are working with right. them go into it saying, this is just stupid. It's not going right. to work. This is so much work. Why are we going to try this? And they, like their eyes just get huge. And then they send us these emails like, I never would have believed it. Look how amazing that is. It's the best. It's like, I'm just beaming, just even thinking about these things. It's and I, I will say the program is intense for the human side of it. Oh, yeah. You know, the amount of data that has to be collected from the shelters and everything on a weekly and daily basis. But I will say I appreciate all of that because it really proves what this program does as opposed to, you know, as a behavior consultant, I always encourage people, you know, to add enrichment, including clicker training. And most of mine is just anecdotal. Like, yeah, it helps because I've seen it help. Right. You know, whereas this program is it helps because look at these numbers. Right. And we're, we are very, very focused on that. I mean, it helps it that our lead trainer mentor, Miranda Workman, who, has has worked with me since day one on cat positive and all of its iterations she is a data nerd and that yeah. is awesome and so she really wants to track these numbers she wants to see you know how many minutes of training can make a difference in this cat's you know life how much extra enrichment time are cats in shelters getting and, and how does that correlate with their decrease in stress levels? And so we can actually look at over time a cat going from the highest possible stress level to a very low stress level because they had 17.5 hours of you know training when we have those numbers. Like I can tell you right now that over the past several years, we have accumulated 278,295 <laughs> minutes of training. You know what I mean? Like that's, wow. like that's just, and that's just from numbers that have been reported so far. We're still tabulating data from this past semester that just ended, but we keep track of that information because not only is it important to, to us in the program, but we can then use those numbers to show shelters how to translate that into support from their donors to say, right. look how much time we, because of this program, we are now interacting with our cats in a different way. We're saving the lives of cats that may not have been saved before, depending on how bad their behavior situation was. And, and this is the amount of time that we're spending. This has a value. Right. You know, us. If you give us $20, you're paying for an hour and a half of training or something along those lines. So it it's important in, in all ways to do the data. And they, they don't always like having to do it, but 
you know, in the end, most of them, we do a, a very comprehensive survey at the end of the semesters and we ask the students, you know, what did you like? What did you not like? What did we screw up? What could we do better? And a lot of the comments we get back involve, you know, the data, I was really irritated by it in the beginning, but now I understand it, you know, and, and why it's important. And it, it really helped them in their process. Yeah. And I think a lot of people don't understand how important data is until you are taking it. Like even with, you know, some of my clients, whether it's a puppy train puppy training that's doing potty training or you know we're talking about cats and their interactions with each other keeping data you get to see patterns you get to see how things grow you get to think see how things change whereas you know with the shy cats especially i feel like from an outside perspective you don't see it in a huge way right but then if you're on the inside and you've kind of been watching okay, the stress level this day was this, and then the next day it went down. And then, you know, you're watching those slow, slow incremental changes because you have these numbers. Right. Yeah. And, and also one of the really, and this can cause some irritation too. I'm Again, this program is very intense for, for our introductory level and for pro. One of our other big focuses is, you know, visual documentation. Mm -hmm. So we want photos, we want videos, we want to see what did this cat look like when you evaluated it? What did this cat look like as you started training? How did its, you know, um, body language change by the middle of the training? How did it change by the end? So that we can then put these photos and videos side by side and say before cat positive, after cat yeah. positive. The changes are just, I mean, we literally cry on a regular <laughs> basis in this program because we're of so happiness. Happy. Yeah, it's just, I mean, I'm sure some some of the team members do cry from the stress of the data, but you know, the the crying from seeing the changes in these cats and whether that is, you know, a cat who was just a little bit shy and just needed a little bit of a boost gets adopted and, you know, oh, that's so awesome. And you're crying for happiness for that. But we're really crying for those times when that cat, you can just see their face relax. Mm -hmm. You see that they have taken a step towards you. They're no longer spending an entire day hiding behind, you know, a, a towel that's draped over their cage. You know, they're they're poking their head out. They're reaching their hand out. They're letting you pet them. And and knowing that by taking the time and and taking those actions with that cat that you've you've literally changed their lives. Yeah. And and it, it's I don't know, it's so rewarding. It's so it's mind-blowingly awesome. I really love it. And I think something that people don't realize about training too it's not just about training but it's about learning our cat's body language and letting them kind of lead the dance of the training yeah it's and one of the great things about having people like you and Miranda and all of our other trainer mentors available to the teams that go through this program is that you know they they have questions they they can see the the slow process, they can get the feedback, they can start to understand, hey, if I'm seeing this from my cat, what what kind of a cue is that to me as a human? Like if their ears are pinning back when they see me approach with this 
like a little um, targeting stick that, you know, okay, maybe they don't like the shape of that at the end. Maybe if I change it from this larger target to a smaller target, that's going to make things better. And so that informs how they approach that cat. That informs how much noise is being made during a session or any one of a number of things. And because you have the trainer mentors who can say, look at those videos and look at the photos and say, okay, I'm seeing this. Their body language is telling me X, Y, Z. We need you to now do ABC. It's something that you don't just get if you just sort of watch a quick training video online right. and you're like, oh, I can do it. You know, you're learning body language and you're learning how to adjust your actions to make the training better for the cat and for you. Yeah, it's definitely a very comprehensive program. I know there's kind of the two sides of it. There's the lighter version and then the pro version. Um, how many shelters do you, I don't know if you would have the exact number. Do you know how many shelters have been through the cat positive programs? So at this point, um, we have 181 shelters or, and rescue groups that have gone through the program. Yeah. Um, some of those went through the program as an introductory class and then went through the pro version. So 13 of the of the 181 went through intro and then were invited to the pro version. Um, but we we've had a massive number of shelters. <laughs> I mean, when we started the first year in 2016, we had nine shelters participating at one time, just nine. And this past semester, we had a total of 66 participating at one time. So we've really grown exponentially. And yeah. a main reason for that is because the Jackson Galaxy Foundation merged into greatergood.org and we suddenly had the ability to you know, reach further and bring in more shelters and do more fundraising and all this kind of stuff so we could expand the program. And that's when we went from having just the the intensive version which you know the pro version fr from just that to having the introductory version as well so that we can work with shelters that you know maybe don't have necessarily the time to do the intensive intensive work but they still want to learn the basics of positive reinforcement clicker training so we teach them the intro for their cats who aren't in terrible shape behavior behaviorally and then teach them how to build on that as time goes on to work with you know cats who are dealing with more stress yeah it's such i mean it's such an amazing program i think especially to be involved with it and seeing the reaction of the staff and volunteers and my favorite is when they start asking especially when we get a couple of weeks into the semester and they start asking questions about why well, have this cat at home right, <laughs> right. I'm gonna start doing this cool awesome that's amazing right. take it home well I mean yeah one of the things that and you know over time our our application process has actually gotten more rigorous because we, you know, this was a, a brand new program for us. The way that we're giving it to shelters and, and you know, working in the community is, is kind of new. Not a lot of other places are doing this, if any. So we're learning as we go. But 
one of the things we started asking shelters as they applied was, look, if you get into this program, are you interested? Are you willing to pay it forward to then work with someone who has a question about their cat at their house or another smaller rescue who might want to just learn, you know, the simple basics about clicker training? Is that something you're willing to do? And of course, they all say yes, because, mm -hmm. you know, it's super cool. Right. <laughs> so, no, we they do. They pass it on. A lot of shelters develop their own in-house volunteer training programs or, you know, community-based programs. And one of the things we're actually working on right now is a an a structured program. It's called the Cat Positive Extension Program, where we're going to work with some of our best of the best top shelters that have ever gone through Cat Positive Pro. We're going to um, have them work with Miranda, who's a PhD candidate um, right now in animal behavior. She's going to teach the top team members how to be teachers of cat positive techniques so that they can have an official structured program that they can teach all the shelters and rescues in their own geographic area who maybe don't have the, the bandwidth to do a full cat positive program, but want to get as much information as they can. So they're going to pay it forward in a really big way. They're going to become official cat positive extension program trainers, and they will be allowed to go around their area and, and say, I'm certified to do this. And, and I'm going to teach your group how to do it too. And we're really excited about that. The, the paying the forward, paying it forward aspect of everything is at this point, we've trained over 1600 individuals how to do positive reinforcement clicker training. And so now it's just going to grow exponentially. That's amazing. That's I'm a really lot of people that are affected. Yeah. Yeah. It's, program. it's really, it's nice. I get, I get really just kind of choked up about it. I'm, <laughs> I'm so proud of what the trainer mentors have done and the, the lives that have been saved and the, the changes in how team members who learn the program approach their cats. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the number of people, and I, I'm sure it's happened with some of the shelters that you've mentored, you know, they come out of it going, you know, I knew cats were individuals, but I didn't quite fully grasp that they each have such unique personalities and such specific needs. And, and now I approach them differently and I work with them differently. And I, I, I take them as they are and not what I want them to be. Right. And that's really valuable to learn. And even, you know, I think they really kind of learned that in the beginning too, when we're talking about the different reinforcers and, right. you know, they're like, Oh, well, this cat doesn't like treats. Okay. Right that's fine. Like there's other things in the world besides temptations, treats, right? You're passing out by the handful in every kennel as you're leaving for the day. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? For no reason. Just give them all these treats. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, that's what happens sometimes. <laughs> yep. Yep. Which is, you know, which is fine. But you know, when you're, when you're teaching, you know, positive reinforcement training, you know, you are, you're working. You are, it's not, we, we say this all the time. It's not just brush, brush, pet, pet. It is, yes. 
you know, you're sitting there, you are focused, you are in training. And so, you know, you are, like you said, it's, it's that dance where, you know, the cat does one thing and you respond in this way. And, you know, you do one thing and the cat learns to respond in that way. And, and this give and take, and they realize, Hey, you know, I really like being scratched behind the ears when I sit on cue. And suddenly that, you know, a cat that you didn't know allowed you to touch them is, you know, doing really cool things just to interact with you. It's neat. I always tell people that training is like a brain workout for animals and, um, you know, you can exercise them as much as you want, but they still need that brain workout and that outlet. Um, And I think it's funny with this program, it's as much of a brain workout for the cats as it is the humans. When that cat is in front of you, you have an idea as a trainer of what you want to do that day, but the cat doesn't always have the same plan as you. So sometimes we have to stop and reevaluate that plan. And make it so that it works for the cat because it can be, is there something going on in the environment? Did that cat just come back from the vet for a checkup? Did a dog just run through barking? You know, all of those different environmental things can make a huge difference right? as we're training. Um, so as the human, we have to adjust a lot when training, which is, I don't think something people expect. No, totally. Totally. Because I mean, you can read all you want about, you know, using a target stick or, or whatever, but if you go in there and the cat is is just not focused in a certain way, you know, you can't force it on them. Right. You know, and that's a thing that that you learn over time. Like we actually do try to cover a lot of bases in the program in in our training material to say, look, you know, it's not always going to be what you expect. And, you know, even then you still get students who are who are frustrated. You know, the cat isn't doing what I want. It's like, okay, well, let's take a look at what we're doing and how we can adjust ourselves to make it so that the cat feels more comfortable and that, you know, the cat is is ready to engage. And you know what? Sometimes the cat just is not in a great spot to engage. If the cat is really afraid of dogs and someone just let a giant, you know, German shepherd bark in his face, you know, let's maybe give the cat some time to to quiet down before we go back. And it it can be challenging to to have your day go awry because you don't get to train exactly the way you want. But I think it's important, you know, that, that they learn this because they're they then are going to be able to pass that knowledge on, you know, okay, I learned this and this particular cat really has this reaction to this stimuli. So let's make sure that this cat is, is placed where they're much further away from where dogs could possibly come in. They learn so much about so many things. It, it's really neat. It, it is. It's, it's very eye-opening for everybody. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think it's a, it's an amazing program. Um, how do shelters that want to get involved in the program start? Like, do they just go on Google and type clicker training at shelters? <laughs> <laughs> so they can um, go to the Jackson galaxy project.org and you can, you can read about the program in general there. But if um, a shelter is interested and really wants to apply, if they send an email to catpositive at greatergood.org, that comes to me and the cat positive team, and we'll then send them information on the application process. The 
window for applying usually begins in the, in the first week of September and runs through the end of September. And then we do the whole, you know, evaluation process. And then if you're selected for the program, classes begin in January and then usually wrap up in March for the introductory program and the end of April in the advanced pro version of the program. Um, so we try to, we try to get it so that the program happens when it's not majorly kitten season. <laughs> um, we know kitten season is extending uh, on both sides at this point, but we try to do it in the winter. So it's at least most a little have a better chance. <laughs> yeah. I mean, these days, who knows, you know, but I know um, here it's, I swear, kitten season is year round. So yeah, I mean, if you're in Arizona, it's going to be totally different than if you're in Maine. Right. You know, so it, and we have shelters in, in all areas. I mean, my goal this coming semester for the 2021 class my goal is to finally hit all 50 states there there's some states that just have never applied like i don't have anyone from montana i'm like hello hmm. someone from montana please apply <laughs> you know i i, I want to get a, a shelter in all 50 states and then you know start to go international you know let's let's spread the word you know? right well yeah the cool thing about once you do get a shelter in all 50 states you kind of have that anchor yeah, there that then, you know, you're talking about them paying it forward and working with other shelters and maybe smaller rescues and passing it on to those people get exposed to it as well. So, yeah, yeah definitely. Need and not everybody can can come to a national conference, you know, and, you know, Miranda and I were lucky enough to speak at Animal Care Expo a couple years ago, and, and it was great, but, you know, it's it's difficult to travel and, you know, you're still only going to get so much of it. So this program, it's online, so it doesn't matter where your shelter is located. If you have a good internet connection, you know, you can you can do it whether you're out on an island or whether you're <laughs> you know, in the mountains, wherever. You just need that internet connection and and we can, you know, teach the program. So it's it's good. So that's why it's, it's really important for me in a lot of ways to to expand it as as much as possible so that everybody has has that information that they can share with everybody else. Yep. And everybody starts realizing cats can be trained. There's they're right. more than just a decoration in your house. You know, right. yeah, they're cute, they're they're fun to cuddle with, but you can do so much more with and, them. And the, the the relationship that you can have with your cat too is, is so interesting to see how the the people who are training cats become more bonded to those cats because they're learning their personalities more it's not just you know feeding them in the morning cleaning out the kennel changing the litter you know and then going on with your day and you know dealing with potential adopters and all that they are spending a set amount of time like the program requires you know training multiple times a day for up to 10 minutes twice a day on those training days so they're getting a lot of time one-on-one -on -one with those cats and they come out of it really feeling like they understand that cat better that they can match them to a potential adopter better and that they are that they have they're empowered more to be able to advocate for that cat so like if you are an employee or a, a volunteer at a shelter where a lot of the cats are just terrified because you know if you're at 
if you're at a shelter that's not very large and you can't separate the cats from the dogs and you don't have a ton of natural light and you've got, you know, metal cages and the noise and the, the smells and everything like that. And you see a cat who is cowering constantly and you know that maybe you are not in an environment where your community is able to save every cat. You might think this cat who's who's so terrified and won't interact and might even be swatting at people out of fear, you are afraid that cat's going to die. But if you have these tools to be able to start interacting with that cat, you then don't have to leave the shelter crying, which I mean, I've done, you know, seeing cats like that and you just know that they're not doing well. You can now do something that proactively to, to change the way that cat feels, how it interacts and its ability to get out of the shelter. And I, I think that, that the, the program is, is as meaningful, if not more so for the people that as it is for the cats, you know, they, they get so much out of it that allows them to, to really take action in a way they might not have been able to take before. I think especially when they see those kind of at risk cats, you know, the shy ones that it's like, oh, you've been in the shelter, you know, X amount of time, which is longer than they would like. Yeah. And are they a shelter that has the capacity to house animals indefinitely? But you start clicker training with that cat and providing that positive reinforcement and kind of just giving them a different way out, you know? Um, and it really, really can make a difference. I know. Um, right now I have my two little feral kittens who I have lovingly named Cayenne and Pepper. Um, they're, they are very spicy, uh, but they were found. I found them. Um, we found out about them when they were probably two or three weeks old. Um, when some of the neighbor kids kidnapped Aww. most of the litter. And I was in the process of TNRing all the cats in my neighborhood and things like that. And the moms came back and took three of oh, the kittens. Wow. And so these are two. I still, unfortunately, I have no idea where that third kitten went. Um, but I wasn't able to find these girls until they were about 10 years old. Oh, right. Old. Yeah. And so they've had no human interaction. And so now I've been starting to introduce clicker training to them. And the first couple of days, they would just hide. And anytime I came in that room, because they're just set up in a bedroom with, they have multiple towers and lots of things in there. Um, they would run the second they heard that door right. handle. And now I come in. And they're just sitting on the top of the cat tower. They don't trust me 100%. You know, I'm still a, a pretty scary monster. Right. Um, but we're starting to build this relationship because of this positive reinforcement training that I'm doing. Right. They, they'll start to see you not as giant scary monster, but as this is the lady that gives me the tuna. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, just changing. Because I've had people that are like, well, you know, couldn't you just tnr them and i'm like they're babies like well, i mean so the, that's something that that comes up a lot is that you know if you are in a position where you have the time and the resources to be able to right. work with 10 week old 
kittens who've never had human contact, that's great. You know, go for it. Not everybody's in that position. So if, if they do TNR them and that, that's fine. You know, you, you have to make the choice that's best for the cats, but also that is best for you too. It's, it, it always has to be, you know, if you take in two feral kittens and you don't have the resources to actually care for them, you're going to make them suffer, you know, and how is that better than them having a life, you know, where they are comfortable and happy and get all the enrichment they need when you are out there, you know, making sure they have food, making sure they have water, making sure they have shelter and vet care when they need it. You know, there, there are pros and, and quote unquote cons to both sides of that but you know you are a cat trainer you know right you know what to do i mean these are they're kind of my little yeah and they're very lucky because i do you know they are my last two fosters i had 11 earlier this year um (laughs) so so we've dwindled down a lot we're doing good so they're my last two and you know i'm kind of like i do i have the resources but I can clicker train them a few minutes every single day just to get them more comfortable and use these resources that I have. You know, it is kind of that paying it forward aspect of, you know, this program has provided those resources and everything that I'm able to introduce this clicker training to them. And then, you know, if we do get to the point of cute tricks, whoever adopts them out, I will hope that they continue whatever we may teach them (laughs) but yeah you know it's it's a fun it's a fun thing to be able to know that um their personalities are changing around humans because of positive reinforcement i mean it's funny that you talk about this because one of the other trainer mentors tabitha she has she just put out a handout about clicker training or you know positively reinforcing feral cats out you know who are outdoors mm-hmm. to you know be willing to go into their traps and you traps, know so that they yeah. can get veterinary care and I'm like why didn't I think of this you know right I mean of course my ferals <laughs> oh, are terrified of traps combined. but you know like it's it's a fair point that you know when the positive reinforcement clicker training has so many applications so many different ways you know from from just making life better in a shelter for a cat to getting your cat to be comfortable with going into a carrier to go to the vet on a regular basis you know like these are tools that and you don't have to be a professional but if you follow the the principles of it and you you have your your technique right and you can make such a difference for cats everywhere in your own house at a shelter with your fosters with whatever you know it's jackson likes to say you can click or train cats dogs hedgehogs whatever i love love when he says that because you know positive reinforcement it works we have it works for every species it works for humans yes of course right (laughs) i mean how incredible is that one of the things that that i loved when we first met um sarah who's another trainer mentor she's like i did a whole clicker training course on chickens and i was like amazing (laughs) you know that that you can do this and and i think it's great because you get to see that you know these are intelligent animals you know you can clicker train a a chicken so let's let's think about how intelligent they are clicker train a pig clicker train a goat clicker train whatever you know it's it's really neat to be able to see them as as individuals because of 
of positive reinforcement. You know, and I, it, it has so many benefits and so many applications all across the board. And a little effort goes along. Yeah, way. it really does. I mean, as much as, so we, we try to, with the applicants, especially to the pro version of cat positive, we try to literally scare them off by telling them this <laughs> is gonna be hard. You know, you are going to spend hours working on this. So what we, what we try to describe it as, as this is going to be a, a three or four month long boot camp for training. We are going to teach you all of the very, very best practices from tracking data to keeping a behavior journal, to how much time you spend, to the techniques that you use, to the reinforcers you learn to use, everything. And it's going to be hard and it's going to be <laughs> a struggle sometimes. You're going to question your sanity, you know, but in the end, you learn all these things so that they're they're part of your, your muscle memory. They're part of what you do on a regular basis so that you can then take the, the aspects that really, really work in your shelter and then incorporate those into daily life. You might not have to keep the same stringent you know, requirements that right. we do, <laughs> but most shelters do continue some form of positive reinforcement training. And others, you know, like I said, the introductory class that where they applied to be part of pro and they are just into it, you know, and they become some of our very best shelters. They become our our model shelters that we then, when the time comes as we expand the extension program, we will then go to them and say, hey, would you like to be part of this formal pay it forward program? For a shelter out there listening and you know you want to be really committed, you get more than just, you know, the training from Cat Positive. We then, you're part of our family and we we try to help you out however we can, whenever possible. And the other thing too, you know, with the trainer mentors is you get, yeah. even when the program ends, like I don't stop checking my right. email. You know what I mean? I'm not like, oh, semester's over. Goodbye, yeah. everybody. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, you know, they have, they do have that continued support. And when they, when the shelters need help with something or have a question, they can reach out to you or Miranda or myself or, you know, whoever they've been in contact with. And again, it's a lot more than just training. Again. Right. You learn so much, you gain connections, you gain experiences. It's a, it's a whole, whole big thing. Yeah. We've really, we work very, very, very hard in this program to be as accessible, available to teams as possible. So when the semester starts, and I mean, you know how it is with, with Cat Positive for us, it's like we live and breathe it, you know, for the whole semester. You know, Tammy Miller, who is the coordinator for Cat Positive, and I are, you know, all to all the time checking email checking checking for any kind of questions people might have issues that might be coming up to make sure we get them the support that they need because we're we know we're asking a lot of them and we know the benefit that they're going to get but when you're in the middle of it when you're you know pounding your head against a wall saying why do i have to do this data you know you are <laughs> you have the knowledge that we are right in there with you that we've done everything that we're asking you to do and that we are here for you so that you don't you're not alone and and I've, i i think probably people think i'm a little bit nuts because i'm so passionate about it and i'm i'm so wacky about the way i want to interact with everybody but i think it's important 
to when you're teaching something brand new that feels maybe uncomfortable, you know, you're doing stuff in a way that you've not done before. If you are used to your enrichment for cats to attempt to get them to be adoptable is to just sit with them and, and try to pet them or talk to them or just only dropping treats. It's, it's hard to say, I'm not going to go in there and, and I'm not going to give them hugs and I'm not going to do this. And we're like, no, 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 you're still going to show them love, obviously, mm -hmm. but you, you're going to be doing stuff that's new for you. You're going to go in and, and you're going to start by looking at their previous entries in their journal. You're gonna read about their last couple of sessions. You're going to you know, evaluate their stress level uh, you know, objectively. How are, they, how are they on the scale? You're gonna do particular things in a particular way that you know, it, it's not as, as relaxed, but once you get that in your system and you know the benefit, you know, it, it becomes easier. But, when you're when you're starting out, you really need the support of a trainer mentor or, you know, in the introductory version, there's not a trainer mentor assigned to each shelter, but we still have trainer mentors available so that anytime a team contacts us with a behavior question, you know, we don't try to answer it. We, you know, as the administrators will say, you know, we think X, Y, Z, and here's the behavior expert who's going to tell you that what you're doing is great or here's a way to adjust it to make it better anything you know and that's it's why we ask them to you know they hate us for some time for, you know and I'm, I'm gonna i mean i'm not i'm not you know really blind nobody hates them to do but you know we we're saying every week you need to submit a couple of videos showing a training session for each cat in your program and when our behavior experts look at those videos, it is really, really important because they are, they're checking out the trainer's technique. They're checking out the body language of the cat. They're checking out how the person is interacting with the cat. You know, we were able to catch some things that are, you know, less than great. You know, if someone didn't, you can tell if someone didn't read the material or didn't watch the video, you know, to learn yeah. the technique because, you know, if they are, if they, try to force a cat to do a target to a, you know, a head bump tar to a target. If you're trying to force them, we know you didn't read the material. So we're seeing that in the video and we can go back to them and we do it in a very as a constructive way as possible. But we know it's urgent that we say, look, you're going to damage the work that you're trying to do if you don't follow the proper technique. Let's review the technique and go through it together so that you can try again and we can you know, make that cat's experience great with training and your experience great with training because you want them to have wins. You want everybody to have wins. You want them to, right. Because it's positive. You want everybody in the humans. program to be positive. Yeah. yeah. So <clears throat> we, we really do try to make it, even though it's hard, we try to make sure that no one feels like they're in it alone and that they can always come to us for the resources and, you know, from the time of the program and, and well beyond that as well. It's just an amazing program. That's it is. really We're gushing. I know. <laughs> no, you you have done a fabulous job with everything and keeping us all in line. And well, you're so you know, difficult we, to keep in line, Carrie. I know. I know. <laughs> I mean, when you get all of us trainer mentors together. <laughs> <laughs> That is a really good thing, though. I mean, we were we were lucky to be able to gather almost all the trainer mentors together because 
this is an online course, right? So I had never met a lot of the trainer mentors. We had interviewed some, you know, with video conferencing. We had, I'd been working with Miranda for almost five years before I met her in person. Oh, wow. You know, like, <laughs> how is that possible? But, you know, it, we were lucky enough to almost everybody get all together. Everybody met Jackson. It was like this great love fest, you know, to get yeah. to everybody. Because every single trainer mentor brings so much skill and so much experience to the table. And you're all different. You have all different personalities, all that kind of stuff. But you all work so well with your shelters. And you're the reason that pro does what it does. Because if it was if it was not for you and your experience and your generosity of time and, and spirit and your good humor and all these things, it would never work, you know, and we're, we're really lucky to have been able to do so well. Thanks to you guys. Oh, so you're so gushing sweet. over you. So <laughs> I know. Well, the, and the cool thing is, you know, all the trainer mentors do have different backgrounds, right? Right. You know, I mean, some, so, some of you work in shelters, some of you work in, you know, private practice as, you know, as it were, like you have your business. Um, mm -hmm. Tabitha has her own business, but she also consults in shelters and she's a, a veterinary technician. And then Samantha works for a shelter, you know, Lisa works for a shelter, you know, we've every Carrie works for a shelter, but you know, it's different experiences and, and different ways that they came to be trainers and behavior experts, and and that all plays in. We make a jump all to the class. Yeah, all over the country. Thank goodness, because I right. mean, being able to say, "Oh, you're in Carrie's time zone. We're going to assign you to Carrie," <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know. And and sometimes you can you can tell, you know, by a certain applicant's personalities, you know, okay, they're going to be a great fit for Lisa. They're going to be a great fit for Tabitha. You know, you because we get to know you as much as we try to get to know the shelters so that, you know, everybody has a good experience. We really try. This program really has, it's been so life-changing and I'm so lucky to have been able to be part of it since it started. And we're so lucky that, you know, we joined up with greatergood.org and we were able to expand yeah. the program and, you know, reach more shelters and, and more cats and more people. and you know, bring on more trainer mentors. It's been such an incredible experience. And the fact that we continue to be able to to grow and expand to, to help more people is, I don't know, I I really do get kind of mushy about it. It's, yeah, it's a problem. The growth of it is incredible. It's really yeah. an incredible program. The amount of shelters, the amount of people involved, everything like that, it's it's an amazing program for sure. We're very lucky to, to get yeah. to do it. I really appreciate you coming on and talking about cat positive and training cats and the benefit that positive reinforcement has on not only the cats, but the people surrounding them. So thank you again for joining me. I appreciate the opportunity. I appreciate the fact that you are spreading this word out to the world about positive reinforcement training. So good on you. You're <laughs> awesome. <laughs> thank you for doing what you do. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah. And thank you everybody for listening. That is another episode of Practically Perfect. Until the next episode, I hope you have a practically perfect day.